Hey everybody, welcome back to Actual Eye Podcast. I'm here with my grandma, and today we're going to hear about her long life experience. And I'm very interested to hear some stories I may have never heard before, and then I have a few questions I've jotted down. Uh, I hope that you all get a lot out of this. She's 92 years old, coming on 93, and so she's got a wealth of life experience, and she's seen an amazing amount of change that's happened over the last 90 years. We got a little kitty cat that's trying to say hello here, too. So this is my grandmother, Edith Marie Cohn. And if you hear a meowing in the background, that's Lizzie Lou. That's Lizzie Lou just trying to be a part of the show. So say hello, Grandma. Hello. How are you doing, Chris? Doing well. It's a beautiful day. It's always great to be able to spend yeah. time with you and get to chat with you. We just had a really nice weekend together. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So um, I guess we can start with what is your earliest memory? Wow. I was, I must have been, I can remember when I was just walking. Mm hmm. That would, wow. So I must have yeah. been about two. Wow. That's an early one. Yeah. And uh, I was at my mother's mother's house. And it was snowing outside. Oh, wow. And I remember going up to the window with the snow up to the, about halfway up the window and looking out. And she lived right across the, the street was a big park. Okay. And yeah. seeing the kids out there making snowmen and all. Oh, cool. Wow. And I was too young. And she had a porch there. And... We sit out there on that porch, that's the swing, and she she would always hold me and sing to me, "Lazy bones <laughs> sleeping in the sun," <laughs> and that was always our song. Although I was not fortunate to be able to live close to her for a long time, I saw her more. Just a. My, the sadness started about then because my daddy and my mother got divorced. Mm. And How old were you when that happened? I, I was about three because I was given to my, the court gave my me custody of my daddy. Oh, okay. And my sister was given custody of my mother. Ah, gotcha. Okay. So my mother was, yeah. was very young. Wasn't even old enough to get a, a work permit. So she had to live with her oldest son and my mother. And my he was too young to work. My mother was too young to work. So she was having to work in a department store for years. And she lived she lived be in her eighties. Well, yeah. As far as I can remember. And a drunken driver killed her. Oh my. Yeah, right across the street from my mother's house where she was living. Mm. And uh, all they did to her, it was from a wealthy home, a sailor, in a brand new, without the roof. Oh, the guy yeah. that was driving was in a convertible. Right. Yeah. And uh, when my mother was sitting right across the street and saw her being hit as she got to the median, and... She came right over there, oh, and, but yeah. anyway, my she asked when they went to court, 
she asked the sailor, she said, why did you hit my mother? Couldn't oh. you, you could see her. She was just getting into the meridian. And he said, well, it was either hit her or, or a bunch of cars. Oh. I mean, that was sitting on the drive. And uh, anyway, that that was when she died when she was, so I just knew her up until, like I said, she was about in the 80s, but my mother at the time probably was in her 40s. Okay, yeah. But uh, anyway, my sister, my mother, her mother, and her, my mother's, and her mother's grandmother lived with her, with her and her husband, and my brother, Robert Allen, mm -hmm. there in Norfolk, Virginia. But then when I was three, no, I was four. When I was four, my, we were living in, up until then, we were living in Norfolk mm -hmm. with my daddy. I was in with my daddy, and my daddy had, I spent a weekend with my mother and a weekend with, and she, my sister would spend a weekend with us. And uh, when I was four years old, my daddy went to pick my sister up for her weekend. She picked her up at school with her little baggage. He drove us to Melrose, Florida with my grandmother and my aunt. We never got back to Norfolk, Virginia. My daddy had custody then illegally because my mother had didn't have the money for a lawyer. And yeah. back then, women did not have the rights to fight and get a lawyer. Mm. Yeah. like they do now. So that has really changed a lot. Yeah. But uh, we went to a small town in Florida called Melrose, Florida. And it was it was an ancestral home of the Buells. And we lived with my grandma. I, I lived with my grandmother and my aunt, who was my daddy's sister. Mm-hmm. And I lived with him and my Uncle Joe and Amos's husband, who was injured in the war. Really? I, and he lost his leg. First World War one. One. And I. Yeah, we're having two World War Two yet. But I had a wonderful life in, in Melrose. Did I you? wish I'd have spent my whole time there. You said but, that was a really small town back then. Well, Mel, Melrose itself was about 100 people. And we, the school was about 25 miles away. We were bu bussed in on school buses. Mm -hmm. And they would, it was school from one grade first one. grade yeah. to the 12th grade, the grade three. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was, it was really fun school. Was it? But I hated school. <laughs> but, and we had some funny, fun things. I mean, like May Day. Mm -hmm. Like they celebrate here in West Virginia. Yeah. They had May, we had Maypole and we had, we went out, back, back then you could go at the edge of the woods and pick big bundles of flowers in the uh, field, not okay. very high off the ground. Mm -hmm. Are they over here? Let me see. Up on that flower thing. Oh. Why this? Ah, oh, okay. That was a fun, fun day. We go out there and 
the one that picked the most violets and brought it in, got a prize. So whoever got the most violets got something special, and that was you? <laughs> cool. Yeah. I Good was job. fast. <laughs> and You made a point to win, huh? Yeah. And we lived out on the farm, but no, we had a horse, I mean a cow, but we didn't have any that we got milk from. But we didn't have, well, we had some chickens. Yeah. But we didn't grow very much anything, just a few, because my Uncle Joe was had lost one of his legs. Oh, yeah, yeah, so he couldn't really do and much work. He was an amazing man. He didn't have but one leg, and yet there was about 25, 30 yards, or what do you call it, of yard. Like acres? Yeah, and he would get out there with a sling. Oh, really? And hop around on the one leg. Wow. And mow that down. Wow. He was he was a brave, wonderful man. Sounds they, like it. They had two two sons, George and Joe. George and Joe. And uh, we lived with them, but we only lived with them for about, my grandmother died. Mm-hmm. About a year after I got there. Okay. Got there. And I had another memories of, of Violet's. The day she died, she got sick one day, and they called the doctor into the... You didn't take him to a hospital. Yeah. Uh, he came in and said she had pneumonia. Mm. They put her in the bedroom downstairs, and she got worse during the night. Mm. In fact, it's... She died the next day, mm. but she—I was her favorite child, uh, grandchild. So you and really remember her. So I went in and I—I I was sitting on the bed because she always got in bed with her at night because she had a big, soft like feather, feather bed. Yeah, bed. feather bed. And it would just wrap you up in it when you. And she was a good storyteller. You said that she would just make up stories. Oh, she did. Wow, that's cool. So she was really creative. If, I don't she would know tell she, you stories for like an hour until you fell asleep, right? I don't know if she if she ever wrote them down anywhere. Yeah. But uh, but you know they were made up stories. But my aunt Agnes would have had them, and yeah. eventually my house burnt down after I was grown. Oh no! So well, I don't know. So all that those but, records would uh, be gone. You said you used to love to play down there, that you had a little place that you liked to play house where oh, you'd yeah. make your own. Well, we, you, first you told me about the tree that you liked to climb up in and that you put some boards yeah, on to sit big, on. What, uh, well, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oak trees. Yeah. Oh, cool. Old oak. Uh, there must have been 25, 30 in the yard. Wow. And yeah. I used to climb up then. My cousin, when she was playing with my sister, she would come and join me. She enjoyed it, but sister would ridicule her about it. Oh, really? And because uh, she didn't want her to come play with me, she wanted to play with her. Oh, she was jealous. Yeah. Yeah. But it, but we used to go. I'd climb up with that tree, and I'd. She'd help me sometime, and I'd help her, and we helped each other build our little house on different trees, and we had boxes that we made our own little pulley. <laughs> just, you know, 
Yeah, to like pull stuff up to your little yeah. chill and sitting up area. from the ground, and then she I'd send her something over to her tree, or she'd send. Oh, really? You had a pulley system between yeah. the trees. And uh, yeah, we were very adventurous. Y'all were crafty. And uh, that's cool. But I was a, I loved to climb trees. Always loved to climb trees. I was a tomboy, all my life. <laughs> very adventurous. <laughs> But uh, you said you used to make fires too down oh, yeah. there. You'd make I, your own fires. Yeah, we. Um, I would go into my little little orbit, you know. Oh yeah, just like a covered flowers. walkthrough area. And that was like your place the where you white played house. Flower, and I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was something about the Christ, about Christ, mm. in it. But they um, they smelled real good, and I'd go in there and I'd. I go to a pine tree and get some of the bark off of it. And then I go into the house and I get me a, a couple of potatoes. And then we had the lard jars mm-hmm. that you put the cooked pork. Uh, the pork fat or the. Yeah, pork yeah. in there. And you put the whole, the all you could get in there. Okay, because you said these to roast pigs, and then so you'd put the meat in the in the lard. In and the then lard. That's how you, and then you put the ceramic top on them. You said, and yeah, these were big ceramic like that jars was, that were like two, three feet tall, like really big. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. And that you use your lard for frying things. Yeah. And you and you go in and cut off what you want. Right. The meat. Yeah. And I go in and I cut me a little piece to cook on it, even though it's cooked. And I take that in and I get me some. Well, when watermelons were in season, I go out and steal me a watermelon from the, <laughs> the field. And they were the best tasted watermelons ever. Like a neighbor's field? No, it was ours. It was yours, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. And uh, you said you roast potatoes in there too. You they, put them in no, the coals. We didn't have. We did not have a neighbor that was close enough to even walk. Oh, well, we could walk there. Oh, yeah. But it, they didn't. So your neighbors were far. It wasn't, yeah. Yeah. Back then, you didn't live close to a farmer. They Farmers had all these acres, and the farmer that lived next sure. to us, he he grew because he had, he raised, raised pigs. Mm-hmm. He called something called chickpeas, and oh, they were you get them on the ground, and they're like a little nut, but they weren't no shells on them. Yeah. And they, they oh, that was good. I, I used to eat them. And he would great raise them to feed to his hogs. Ah, okay. And uh, that's where we'd get our, my aunt, our grandmother, well, as long as she liked, about aunt, when she took over, she rented the land, let him grow on Part of there. Oh yeah, and for a cow every year. Oh cool! Wow, that's a good deal. Yeah, and she would. My aunt wouldn't let me or my sister the one milk the cow. Her daughter was the only one that allowed it. Really? Huh. Yeah, and she was my sister. You guys just too small. No, my Yvonne was um, my sister's age. So when I was seven, she was almost nine. Okay. So was Jean. And she had taught my a nine year old and we we would have to take the cow, the cow stayed in the barn across the road. 
and to where Yvonne could milk it morning and night. And after she would finish milking, either I would take it or Yvonne would take it up in the field mm-hmm. about a mile and leave it. And then we'd come home and go to school. And uh, then in the afternoon, one of us would have to go get the cow and bring it. Bring it back to the barn. To, yeah. But I enjoyed that because I, when I was up in the, taking the cow or picking up, the, you know, waiting for the cow, I was in, out in the open fields and seeing everything. And even though now I'm terrified of snakes, I never saw one. No. No, never saw a snake. And there was two or three abandoned homes out there, shacks, old shacks. And we were always told not go near those. But, of course you did. Yeah. Oh, who? That was Edith. Edith would do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a venture. But the warning that now it, we have to worry about predators on children. Oh, yeah. Back yeah. then, it was hobos. Ah, The hobos came through on the trains. Yeah. And sometimes my aunt would come out to her porch, and there would be one sitting, wanting food. Wow. And she would, feed, you know, feed him. Yeah. And But always, you know, be careful because they're, you know, but they weren't. I don't think they were like any other... Hitchhikers are mm-hmm. in the ground. Yeah. I don't think they were out to hurt you. Yeah. That was just to scare us. Right. But And I never, except at the house, I never saw any. Really? But it was fun. I was free. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that I always liked is freedom. Yeah. And, and you were there for uh, several yeah. years then? I was there until I was about six or seven. Okay. I can't yeah. remember. And then we went to... Pensacola, Florida. Pensacola. To live with my other aunt and uncle, but it was my daddy's brother. Okay, so this time your daddy's wife. brother and that really, that yeah. side of the family. And, and they had one girl, but Yvonne was about seven years older than I was. She, oh. she was already in high, high school, school yeah. just ready to get out. Because, yeah, okay. And we lived on the bay. Mm-hmm. The Pensacola Bay, and that was adventurous, and I loved that. It was all rocks down to the water from the road, and houses all around, and some of them were all always almost down to the bay. Yeah, and I used to climb down in there and get down to the water, and I'll make me boats and. Oh, cool! Yeah, what did you make the boats out of? That this this was your entertainment when you were my yeah during, child, when during I was those child, times like yeah, I, before you TV. made your own and Melrose we we had neighbors mm-hmm. real close neighbors and we lived one of the houses we lived in we lived right next door to this big big factory furniture factory oh yeah and we'd go over there and we'd get us big. Boxes that they put big furniture in, mm-hmm. and make I'd make it me a house. <laughs> cool. Cut the yeah, windows. Cut the out. windows. Nice. Of course, they had to stay inside <laughs> because they would. But I played in them for hours by myself. 
and by some of the little girls that was around where I lived. Yeah. In fact, it's a, we lived right next door on the other side of us to an Italian family, and they had about 10 children. Really? They, they, they were stout Catholic, just like every Italian family are. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they went to confession every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'd go with them. Really? And they would go up the, the stairs. There's a lot of stairs up to the church. And I, I was there. They'd go up because they had language. You wouldn't believe. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and they would be, when they were playing, they would be in all this language. Wow. And they, they would go down real quietly up the steps and come down. Cussing up a stone. Oh my gosh, right after confession. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And they just confessed all this. There were some recluse kids, it sounds like. Yeah. So that was actually one of the first, or not one of the first, when I was younger, when I lived in Melrose, I went mm-hmm. to church, to a little white church about a half a mile up the hill from us. Yeah. And uh, you said it was a really small Really it, small building, like maybe yeah, only twenty must, people. I bet in there was fifty people in it. Yeah, but it was it was a nice, good, and sing. Oh, they could sing stuff, and we were not asked to go there. We, I mean, we were not forced to go there by, and because my aunt and then didn't go. They didn't go. It's just something that. Yeah, that was, was just you, that just something to do. Yeah, but we when we wanted to go, we get dressed. And stand down in front of our house, and this black fella went to church every Sunday on his wagon, and he'd pick us up he'd and pick drive up. us up to the oh, church, which was about, cool. a, about a mile. Somewhere. And this was a little Baptist church, right? Yeah, he'd drop yeah. us off, and then he then when we we'd wait out there, and he'd drive us back. Wow! Oh, that's sweet. So that that was quite a. So just as kids, you just took it upon yourself to no. go to church. Well, it was too far. Yeah, but that's that's really cool that you guys wanted to go and you got yeah. dressed up and then well, Gina, found someone to give you a ride on his wagon. So this was well, literally a, wa- a horse-pulled wagon. Actually, it was a, a treat to ride on the wagon. I bet, and yeah. He was a, he'd be singing away. Oh, cool. And, you know, there's some of the singer, best gospel singers there are. Really? Yeah. And he was singing at the top of the... We enjoyed it. How cool. And... Actually, the church service would, and I always, when I was, when I was grown and I really started going to church, mm-hmm. I thought, how did I learn about all of these Bible studies, you know, in the Bible stories, you know, and how did I know so many Bible verses? And when I stop and think back now, when we went to church in Melrose, mm-hmm. We had assembly in the morning, and they had all the classes in, and they would put you in your age, you know, your year group, mm-hmm. and they would tell stories, Bible stories. We would sing Bible stories, uh, songs, mm-hmm. and they would tell us history stories, okay. and we'd learn. We never had assembly without saying the pledges to the legions and everything. We always sang to the Bible in him. They they taught us a lot in that assembly. 
they taught us to memorize a lot of the ones like John three sixteen, you oh, know, yeah. ones that was just real common now. Mm-hmm. They they taught us all those. So and that's why you got all the stories for it. about Jesus and Moses and you know things that you would get in Sunday school, but uh, that was how we knew about the Bible, how we learn about the Bible in public school. Yeah. Now you can't even pray in public schools. Right. Yeah. Which it's it's a sin. Yeah, they should let the kids pray because, whatever religion they want. Yeah. There should be a time for that. There's nothing. And you're not. You should be able to learn the history of all the different religions yeah. and all the different. Because there's so many different people. It's part of American history. That's it's right. actually one of the most exciting parts of our history is that we we invited people of our religions to come together okay. and form their own union. That you know wasn't ruled by anybody but the people themselves through representatives that they chose, rather than a king or a monarch or a dictator, as it had been for all of history before. So that was a remarkable thing. It yeah, makes sense. It'd be a part of our history and our schooling that we would understand all the different cultures you know that came together here. That's part of our history mm-hmm. that they felt to tell about. Why did the people come to the United States? Why? Yes, that's the question. Because they were fleeing. Fleeing from yes. persecution yes. and religion. Yes, they from were. Other co- yeah. And because they're You couldn't saying, be the religion you wanted where you lived. No. Yeah. And they went to Holland. I mean, yeah, if you take Holland, up the two history books, they'll tell you about Irish. all the countries that they had to flee to before they got here. Oh, wow. Before they could even make it here. When, yeah. Just the, the track that some people the, made. Uh, the first... Uh, Ones actually got here with the pilgrims. On the and they came from Holland. Yeah. And they came from Holland, you're right. Yeah. And you said um, we have a relative, an ancestor named Elizabeth Lasky that came from Devon, Ireland as an indentured servant and landed in Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. The ancestors that came over here, mm-hmm. they came for. Religious freedom. Yes. But for freedom. Period. For freedom, yeah. And they found it here. They did, yeah. And uh, what they don't tell a lot, too, is they don't tell a lot about when they were starving mm. in the shores of Massachusetts and all. Mm-hmm. They would have froze to death and they would have... Yes. Not I know because, you're going. But yeah. Because of the Indians. The natives here yeah. saved those they people's were lives. Yeah. They taught them how to... Grove corn, corn, yeah, and they had to build houses, right, right, and help them to build things and do and, and learn how to survive things. in that climate yeah. in that region, yeah, what and was safe to, take, to eat, and how yeah. to take the animal skins and make them furs uh, and stuff, yeah, they yeah. taught them all that, wow, yeah, and they they learned a, a lot. That's why when they went out west after hunting, the Different animals and all. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest ones right in the United States, Massachusetts, and up around this area was bear. Wow, really? Uh huh. They would, the bears, the Indians would make their huts out of them. Oh, wow. And line them with the fur. Yeah. The coats and well, everything. That makes sense. They used coats. bear instead of buffalo out here for the big, huh? when they needed big furs. Yep. And there was a buffalo in the region. They were going after bear. Yeah, that bear. was out west. Wow. That's crazy that bear was a common game yep. that you needed. To... 
It's a scary thought, hunting a bear. They have, well, bears are vicious things. And some pe- so many people go on vacation to the Smokies. Mm-hmm. And there's black bears roam all, they come right up to the cars. Right. And I saw something when I was on vacation because we were, with our children, we took them all over the, the United States camping. And uh, they would, one, I was sitting on a, in a car, which we were doing, and watching the bears. And a ranger came up, and he was making the people, them go back. The rangers had to take and get the, when they got too frequent there, and take them and put way up in the mountains. Oh, really? Yeah, they had to capture them. For their own protection. Yeah, as well yeah, sure. As, but one of the rangers said, I'll tell you why. We are so rough on people about, he said, I came up one day, this man had his five-year-old son sitting up on a bear. What? Whoa. He said, all he had to do was go like that and he'd have been dead. Really? And he said the daddy would have been dead too. True. He's lucky. So, I mean, it's... Lucky the bear was docile that day. But that's so many... The wonderful things that we've I've learned since growing up, taking my children all over the country. Mm-hmm. We camped out because we went to the parks, which didn't cost at the time did cost nothing. Right now, it cost about a dollar to enter. That's a lot you can learn in the in the camps and camping of history. Really, yeah. That's one judge named. Judge Rory Beans. Rory Beans. He was a hanging judge. Really? He hung anybody he could hands on. Wow. If you, that's what happened with so many people are coming steal other people's cattle. Mm-hmm. And if he caught a cattle. Wow, they really? hung. Really? You didn't even have a trial. Yeah, that's right. They, that they used to be. They bought him and said, Judge he was catching, fussing my cattle. Yeah. And he took their word for it. True. He was a legal judge. Judge, yeah. Judge and that Rory was a d- legal form B-E-A-N-S. of death penalty. Huh? Okay, B E A N S. Yeah. Yeah. He would. Sounds like back a brutal then you judge. had to be. You had to be rough to keep people from. Mm-hmm. You had to be that way. Yeah. Because. Well, it's like the Wild West for oh, a long yeah. time here in the U.S. Yeah. People did what they wanted. Yeah. They weren't afraid of nobody. The weak were overcome by the. Strong. Yeah. When you went out and built a home in the West, you had to build it strong enough that you could fight off Indians. Wow. And yeah. fight off rustlers. Rustlers, yeah. And the women and the children all had to know how to use firearms. Firearms, too. Yeah, just in case that yeah. there was nobody home. And yeah. some of them even, they got friendly with the Indians. Mm-hmm. And they would teach them to use a bu- use the bow and arrow and how to make them. And they learned a lot from the Indians. Mm-hmm. We've learned this country had a lot to thank. Really, our do. brothers. Yeah, we really do. That really because they. Yeah, that's the most. They really helped the most us all the Minority in our country, and they always have been. It's really sad. They lost so much of their lands. That's and, right. And many of the tribes were so generous and kind to us. And we even have our, you know, form of governments um, was inspired by the Northern uh, Confederacy 
Yeah. Uh, the northern tribes that formed a massive confederacy of many different Indian nations. And uh, I know our forefathers were inspired by that. Mm. And that helped us uh, define our own system of delegation and representation. You know, I read, I've read a lot of Western-type storybooks. Mm-hmm. I loved them. And, you know, where they were fighting the engines and the settlers and all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I realized if somebody came with guns and an army behind them, wouldn't I resent them? Wouldn't I turn around and be, start massacring them? Yeah. That's the only way they thought that they could get their land back. Yeah. Oh, well, we, once they were brutally attacked and their lands were stolen, they weren't treated yeah. well. Um, it's understandable, yeah, that the natives fought back, and it was a very dangerous situation. You had such a there wasn't any form of strong federal government here, or even state governments. You know, is is the beginning, is early times. So for for a long time, you had a lot of rough people that mistreated natives. This was their land for thousands of years, and so of course they're gonna they're gonna fight back. But it's it's beautiful how many of those tribes actually welcomed people that they met when we came here as pilgrims initially and and then continued to come as immigrants, they invited us and they welcomed and they shared their technologies and they shared their knowledge and we shared our technologies and knowledge and we traded and we became allies in so many places as well. So yeah, it's it's a shame people have in power haven't always done well by the natives here. They- you know, they took you know. their land and pushed them in land that wasn't fit for anything. Right. Reservations, and they were yeah. allowed to come up with that. And if anybody wants to see a miscarriage of justice, mm. go to uh, the Smokies. The Smokies? Town. Cherokee. Ah. Cher- that's what the one that won. You go to Cherokee, North Carolina, mm-hmm. I think it's North Carolina, and go to the Indian village where they have a every night a show of the trail of tears oh yeah i feel like i might have seen this one time when i was a kid now is this the the one in tennessee or carolina because there's gatlinburg with okay that's the gateway of the smokies east tennessee and there is smokies access on the north carolina side too yep you got pigeon forge tennessee gatlinburg Tennessee, Cherokee, North Carolina. Yeah, there you go. If you yeah. want, to, if you want to teach, let your child see a more of the United States, mm-hmm. and and really get deep inside the history of it and be and at the if places. You, if you're strong enough and like the outdoors, mm-hmm. take them camping. Yes, they've got. Big buses now, which they just started when we were camping. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't afford it anyway. But we started out with a tent and then went to a... A uh, camper. Ca- yeah. Camper on the wheels. And then, yeah. and then we, we graduated up to what they call a high-low. Oh, yeah. You, you just used Crank a battery yeah. and it would raise a tight top up. Yeah, yeah. I remember camping with you guys as a yeah. kid, and I loved it. And that, yeah, that we was, went all over. That, that was good, but then then that that got bad because we also got caught 
and we had uh, Melissa with us, and we had gone to a camp, and we had the hollow, and Kimberly dropped us off, off you know where we were going to go camping, mm-hmm. and we went up to a camp, and it had rained, rained and rained. Oh no! All the the day before. Yeah. And it it was just muddy. The ground was all saturated. I mean, oh boy! So we decided that let's find out how much it cost to rent a ca- cabin. Mm-hmm. And it was it was the nicest little cabin. You had a big double bed about most of the way of, of the length of the cabin mm-hmm. and the doorway. You go in, there was a table and chairs, and right behind that was a stove and a refrigerator. Nice. I mean, it built now. You had a good memory of this. Yeah. And then right across from that was a built-in, and up above that oh, was, like a a ma- that was a, a loft. Yeah. And they had, I think it's about three or four mattresses up there. Oh, nice. Yeah. For the kids to sleep yeah. on. And then underneath that, where they slept, was a bathroom. Wow. And, of course, Melissa was, she's about 10, 10 or 12. Mm-hmm. She slept up in the loft. Oh, she loved it. Climbing uh-huh. up. I've got pictures of her hanging on from the, chairs, the rails and everything. And she had a ball with us. I mean, we just so many different things that you can teach. You can learn about the outdoors. Yeah. As your kids like to swim and all. Yeah. And they most camps. Yeah. You get to learn about all kinds of things that are like responsibilities that are really exciting for kids too, like getting to help tend to a fire. That's a big deal when you're a kid. Yeah. And getting to go out and collect sticks and be a part of the whole thing and then understanding, okay, these are the snakes and the critters to watch out for around here. Here's the history of this area. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it all, it made for a very enriching experience for me. I know that. Yeah. That is a really good way. If you want to travel the U.S. cheap and affordably, Yeah. you know, just get a tent or save up for a little camper and... Go travel, and you can stay at campgrounds for a lot cheaper than staying at a hotel. Some, some of them the are beautiful. They're like ex- at, at really pretty spots. Some of the most excited things were going in, down in the caves. Oh, cool, yeah. Last time I remember going, Carlsbad Caverns. Carlsbad. Your daddy was carrying you on his back. <laughs> I must have been a little guy then. Did I? Did I really? <laughs> I went to the bathroom. You went here, and he was. <laughs> he got. It. That's the first time I ever saw him get because we were about an hour and a half from the bottom. Oh no! <laughs> but Poor he, guy. He got to the bathroom. And Sorry, Dad. Was, and a change of clothes. Your your mama had a change of clothes ready. Of course. But right on. But you learned so much about our country. Yeah. To appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, somebody said, oh, oh, okay. The, the beauty of it and but, the breadth oh, of the, it and the history of it. Things you learned about what caused, what do you call it, um, Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Do you know that Grand Canyon was made by the big flood in the Bible? It had to have been made by some kind of extensive well, it's, water. Yeah. It's scientifically 
Mm-hmm. Agitate. Oh, what? Yeah, they know Great Flood happened because there's so many cultures that talk about it. Yeah. yeah. They the walls of the canyon are in layers, mm-hmm. and in between a lot of those layers, they've found sorry, dinosaur bones and bones. Yeah, and they've seen. They've even found carcasses of other animals. Yeah, yeah. So that and, that was and at each 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 level. Mm-hmm. When they go through experimenting with it, they could tell you how old it is. How old it is, yeah. And they they proved that it was all the way down. Yeah. And yeah, so there's a lot of that that exposed all of that bone yeah. and everything and the striations. Yeah. And so you could see the different ages that had well, gone by. See all these things they learn. Mm-hmm. That you can appreciate our country. Yeah. All right, we're it's back. Very, very. Oh, it's okay. So we're back. We just uh, took a quick break as my mother came home, and I'm here visiting with my mom and my grandmother. And uh, mom, I'm sure that if you have any questions, feel free to ask because I know you probably have some good questions to ask as well. I know we had a really good conversation yesterday, and um, you were telling us about seeing a Model T for your first time. What? You saw Model T when you were a kid, and that was a normal thing to see, right? Yeah. Yeah, back in the 20s. What year What year exactly were you born? 1929. You were born 1929? Uh-huh. So right, right I, there. I was born the year the Depression hit. And then in 41 was when Pearl Harbor was bombed. Wow. So that got us into World War II. Mm-hmm. But the Great Depression, I was a child. Yeah, you were and young. And I did not, we lived in the country. Mm-hmm. And we always had plenty of food. We never had to scramble for food. Like a lot of them, especially in the cities, had to do. And I I just was the Lord that, you know, I had such an easy time. And, and then, of course, I was small. I was only just born in 29, so I was just at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. But it went on through part of the war. And uh, I'll never forget that day. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. We did not have a television because you had to be ultra wealthy to own a television because they were so exorbitant. Back to they were so big and all. But we had a big radio. Did you? And we were, it was Sunday morning and we. At Sunday morning, we kids would gather around the radio to hear cartoons. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like kids' stories. And, uh, you know, like any, a lot of the little children's cartoons, how they would talk and also, you know, how you know the difference. But anyway, we were sitting there, and Roosevelt came on. Well, he, they announced him, you know, the President of the United States, and he said, today, Japan... He announced Japanese had bombed Pearl Harbor. And, of course, we were ready to do the radio all day, listening to that. They had given news of it. I was old enough then that I knew what was going on. A date which will live in it did not. It did not affect me as much because I had no one in the service that was in my family. Yeah. My daddy was had exemption. Because the government wouldn't let him, he was a custom inspector, and they would not let him quit 
They needed him. Yeah. To go in the service. Hmm. He tried to go in the CBs, but. So he wanted to. They they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him. And so he was in in the customs in Norfolk most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then he married a German woman, a native German woman. Yeah. And uh, the government was going to send my sister and I, along with her, to the German internment camp. Oh, my God. Yeah. We came just inches of going, but Daddy, all his life, the fact is he knew he used to go service the ship, uh, Roosevelt's ship, and he and Roosevelt were real good friends. Really? Yeah. And I've got pictures of him on the ship with, with him. him oh, and, cool. Wow. And uh, so when Daddy got in trouble, and it just dawned on me lately, I, I bet you he went to Roosevelt for help. Because all of a sudden, we were canceled out, and they transferred Daddy to another place. Guess where? Detroit, Michigan, right on the border of Canada. So he was he was there, which he hated. He hated being Flor- anywhere away from Florida or, you know, Norfolk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we lived in Detroit during the war about two years. Okay. So that's when you lived in Detroit. And Floridians going to from Florida <laughs> to to Michigan. Who that's when a it big got change. Zero. Yeah, yeah, and feet of snow. But we go because we were old enough, about thirteen, my sister about thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. And they would allow us to go over on the bus and buy things in Canada. If we didn't go to Canada to get them, we couldn't buy them. like coffee. If you drank, if everybody in your drank coffee and you were out a lot because there was only, I think, I don't know how much, well, we had stamps. We had to pay that stamps. For rations of They were rationed. Coffee. What else was rationed? And shoes were rationed. Shoes, yeah. Anything leather was wow, rationed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything rubber was, and there was a lot of things, food over there that they didn't, weren't able to grow because of the, there wasn't any machinery for them in yeah. the United States. Wow. And anyway, we, we used to go over there for fun and we'd go Christmas shopping over there. But it wasn't any fun. We knew I had a girlfriend, her brother was in the Batan Death March and he came, he got, he came home alive. Wow. He was one of the oh. few that came a whole nother. Good lot. for him, man. Oh, my and gosh. I went to the ser- to ceremony they had for him. Yeah. He was telling about the brutality. He said, they'd be marching along, and you stumble if you fell in that ditch. Wow. And they said, what well, they were doing it, so they, because they were, well, hi. Is hey, that- bro. All right. We're back. We got people coming home and dinner being made and all kinds of things are happening at the house here. But we'll, uh, we'll try and pick up where we left off. So we were talking about, you remember when Roosevelt came in on the radio and announced that Pearl Harbor had been bombed. And so you actually remember the very yeah, beginning of that. World War II for America. They had the planes and everything flying around. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So you could see planes going overhead. Yeah. They, it was feed in from Pearl Harbor. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I heard some, you know, when I was in Detroit, I had a real good friend that her brother was with the group that called in the death march. Japanese sent the our men that they had captured. Mm-hmm. And, well, they marched them in, in rows. And if you stumbled and fell in the ditch, you were dead. They stuck the bayonet at it. Bayonet in you, yeah. And uh, he was one of the very few that got out alive. He said that the only reason why he was alive was a young man in front of him or in back of him. Somebody had shoved him. Mm-hmm. And he would have knocked this young man off the trail, mm-hmm. and he'd have been killed. But they guy grabbed his shirt. Really? And he jerked away from him, and so he fell in. Wow. But And he gave his life for his fellow man, wow. for his brother in arms. Wow. That's, that's what America's all about. That's amazing. So he, he saved him from falling yeah. by tugging on his shirt and keeping him from falling? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he was, he did a very bright... It was... I mean, he died himself. Right. Yeah. And uh, over and over again, we saw newsreels of the actual battles all right. over Europe and over... Uh, Oh, in Japan, you know. The, yeah, you said like whenever you went to go see a movie in the theaters back then, they would have the reels, right? They 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 would, about an hour of it. Wow. What was the first movie you ever saw? Oh, a whole hour of it. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Yeah, that was a big one, too. Um, that yeah. was my favorite. They had an intermission during that, I bet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. And And you know what we would... Do we would go to Walgreens? They'd always have penny candy. Penny candy. Ten for a, a penny. Wow. Or something like that. Yeah. And we'd get a big old bag full of it because we save <laughs> all our pennies and all. And we save all our pennies, and we'd get that, and we'd go to the movies and eat candy. <laughs> and it, we really had a good time, but. In the middle of it, they showed the newsreels, the and of course, we, even though we were happy in the movies, we sobered up very fast, even if we had no mm. That was a serious, serious and scary yeah. thing. I mean, because you, you were actually seeing the actual man, a woman die. Mm. And mm. how many, and I imagine a lot of men were gone during this time. Oh, I would... It was amazing. You didn't you didn't realize as much as you did because the women stepped in and took over the factory jobs. That's right, Rosie the Riveter. Yeah. Yeah, and they did a, a awful lot of of work for you know to get our country you know where we could fight. They did. Yeah, they built everything because yeah. we had spent some. They stopped producing cars. Because wow. of the rubber and because yeah. of the, me- the metal, metal and, the steel. and the motors and everything. Yeah. And things things got rough that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't go out and buy a pair of new shoes that would hold up because the leather and the rubber were 
were in very put, short supply. Put, put, they were using it for the, for the war, war effort. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we they had we had what they called stamps, and you could buy war stamps. And all us kids, you could get them for ten cents a piece mm -hmm. at schools. We would every morning we come bring our money and see who could get the most war stamps. Really? Wow. Because we were half, half of the most. Yeah. So you got them we, at school and brought them home to your family. People were so together. Yeah, but We yeah. had, that was dancing in the streets and marching, you know, for sound stamp, you know. Oh, really? To, to, to move the stamps around, huh? I think they started about 10 cents a piece. Mm -hmm. And you had a book, stamp book, mm -hmm. and you put it, get them in it. And I don't, I don't know what happened to my last stamp books. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting to see now. I didn't have it much in it. I'm sure. Right. I probably yeah. spent it all. Yeah, for sure. But that's I was the only in, way you could get anything like coffee, sugar. What yeah, about they milk were and all butter? rationed. Yeah. If you were a child and you drank coffee, you were out of luck. Yeah. Or else your parents would have to share with you. Yeah. Yeah. Because Did it, kids drink coffee? Oh, Back yeah. Then? Yeah. Really? A lot of them. Oh, interesting. They would not give them. You had to be a certain age before they would give you a stamp for it. Really? Yeah. yeah. And you were how old during that time when you remember hearing Roosevelt's address? When I, I was a teenager. When you were a teenager. Okay. You were in Detroit, Michigan living up next to the border, where your uncle worked as a customs agent. Yeah. The people coming over from Canada, from other countries, all over the world. So they had to have somebody there, although they kept one So of that's them. why he wasn't allowed to go fight in the war, though. He wanted to, but yeah. because he was a customs agent, he had a very important job. And they because wanted him to stay in that position. That, I think it was... that I wasn't told, but since I've grown up and thought about it, you know, he had been demoted... To and that was what that was, a demotion. So he could stay, you know, he could keep us from going to that camp. Wow. So my daddy willingly said yes. Yeah. And he, he gave up a lot. He gave up uh, his all his seniority, mm -hmm. all his friends he had to leave. Yeah. He had to give up a lot. But he got to transfer to Florida. When I was, I was about 15. Yeah. And we traveled. Daddy bought a one-bedroom trailer, house trailer. Really? Never, never pulled a trailer in his life. Oh, boy. That was it. To go from Michigan all, to, all the way to Florida. To Florida. And it was, one time he almost went off the road with it. And it was kind of quite a spirit. I think that was... Because of, we weren't really involved with any of our family get, being in, in danger. Mm -hmm. We were scared in that than we were the, the war. Cause right, yeah. It was, it was like being in a movie, seeing a movie. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know your, your Uncle James didn't come home. Yeah. So why isn't he coming home? What do you tell a little one? Mm. Mm. And they really... Shielded to some degree, us children. Yeah, I'm sure. But they, but they made us a part of it. At the same time, you you were still aware by by giving us a chance the to buy, spend our pennies on buying junk. Yeah, 
we could put it in to save a life. Mm. And the, and every time he went to the movies, they they would have something about the, you know, that. Yeah. And they they'd have big groups of the, of the young people and all would have dances or something like that with the price of a so much. Mm-hmm. You know, to raise money. They they were they raised money, uh, unbelievable. Wow. They you know why they were they was they all loved the United States so much. Yeah. And they did not like the fact that Germany and Japan and Italy would destroy in this world. Yeah. And yeah. that's what they were doing. And to know what they were doing to, to the Jews out there and to anybody that was in their way in yeah. of world conquest. Yeah. Yeah, is un, isn't amazing that I mean it's frightening that Hitler was able to convince the people of Germany and to try uh, to take over the world as uh, little old Germany. Charismatic. Yeah, he was though. He was very he was a very powerful figure. He was. That's what's dangerous about people like that. Yeah. Yeah. But the, but he also Well put what they did was they othered a whole part of their population and they made them into seeming like monsters and the cause of everything and that was well the way that he turned well, Germany, humans against humans. Germany before we got in the war. Mm-hmm. They started Hitler had to start rounding up all the Jews. Yeah. And make them wear stars. stars. Yeah. And then they they would come and get them for the families, put them in trucks. Put them in trucks and then put them in trains and then take and them to the camps. A lot of a lot of them never knew were there. Wow. Until yeah, I didn't after even know. the war. Wow. They they found a lot of things that were belonged to relatives and things. Mm-hmm. What a scary time. That, that's when they put them in the death camps. Mm-hmm. And I have actually been to one of them. Really? Of course, it wasn't that bad like it was. Well, it was just... But, but it was... They hadn't... They had cleaned it out. Yeah, of course. But... but you can still imagine They that. showed how they... Shelves of bamboo and something like that, or wires or something that uh-huh. they laid on in layers... Wow. And then they come get a few of them. They didn't come back because they were burnt to death tonight. Yeah. They put them in the ovens. Yeah. Well, first of all... They would tell them they're going to go for a shower and then they'd end up in yeah, this they room did. all packed together and then they would introduce the gas yeah. and kill them and then they would... Yeah, that's literally, how they... Literally, they put them in... They got it... Because they didn't know what to do with all the bodies. You know, a lot of young people nowadays don't believe that all this has happened. Oh my God! But had Well, just talk to anybody, any Jewish person. Everybody had someone in their family that went to the yeah. death camps. Yeah. Well, I, I saw a lot of them come home. Oh wow! And I mean, they were they were skeletons. Yeah. They they looked inhuman. Wow. And uh, if you want to scare your kids, mm. just bring your kids to see them. Wow. Because they any skeleton I've ever seen. You know, pretend, mm-hmm. no, nothing compared. Yeah. I mean, they. You just, just imagine taking a human being, and I can see on myself, mm-hmm. since I've lost so much weight, mm-hmm. that bones, you can, yeah. you can stand in back of me and count my ribs. Yeah, yeah. 
because when you lose so much weight, that all that flesh goes in, mm. and you're just not there. You yeah. just that bones. Yeah, and and that's so horrible looking. Mm. But they also had newsreels of death camps. Wow! Once they started finding them, it yeah. wasn't Germ- It was people, maybe Germans, that were taking pictures of it. Mm-hmm. That didn't, you know, wanted posterity to to know about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this. They said people in the villages around didn't know what was going on. Must have been terrifying. Yeah. 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 So that so that went on for how many years? Do you remember? I you know, it's I'm trying to remember my memory is so bad for us. now. I just remember spurts of it. Right, right. Well, it was a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, so 39 to 45. So about six years. Yeah. Pretty much exactly. September 1st, 1939 to September 2, 1945. And what time? Do, when did we get into this war? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, good question. But you said Pearl Harbor was bombed in 41? 41. Yeah. Yeah, yep. but I mean that we got in the war because of Japan. Because Germany of that, was already going over here. Right. Yeah. It was scary. I mean, it's scary now. I I think back of a lot of things that I forgot. Mm-hmm. Did they have yeah. they had the air raids? Pardon? Did they have the air raids when you were a kid, or did they just have that over in Europe? I lived in the country so much, and actually, they didn't have them in um, no in Pensacola even. No. No, we didn't. We didn't have to go through that. Yeah, uh, that was probably. I more think we did in in Detroit, but I can't remember. Mm, okay. I was, I think, at thirteen, about thirteen, when I was in Detroit. Yeah. They were had a rough time with the race riot. In Detroit. Yeah. yeah, and a young lady took care of me. From the day she, I walked into school, she took me under her wing and she walked me home, and then she picked me up in the morning, mm-hmm. and it. It, it was a sad time for our country. Mm. But we got through that and... Did she live behind you? She lived behind me. Um, came and picked you up every day to walk you safely to I don't know how she... I mean, we were friends, but one time she she took out... She had, her hair was all up in braids, mm-hmm. and she pulled out a, one of those big forks. Yeah. She said... Hair picks? Yeah, she said... Anybody try to hurt you, they've got me to go through. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. She was very sweet. I wish that back then I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was scared to ride, walk the streets. Yeah, yeah. But she she did for all that time. She walked me. Even That's really thoughtful she, of her. That some of the other children looked at her. Yeah. Really, you know, what are you doing? Mm. Who are you with? She told him, she said, this is my friend and nobody's going to touch her. Well, I mean, she, she was a very brave young lady. Yeah. I hope she's all right. Yeah. I hope she had a good life. Had a good life. Yeah. But so, you know, back then, it survived. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're not in war. You know, There's the, still survival. Yeah. Even in your child's mind, your fathers are in their position that she, and the mothers aren't and you so must we, have really been thinking that way because huh? yeah you didn't live with your parents you lived with your uncle oh yeah 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 so you really did have to look out for yourself no they mothers were working they come home to their children the kids were in a daycare type 
Yeah. They had big camps that they went to. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, that was, I mean, the thing was being away from your mother. Yeah. And uh, when you're separated from your parents, that's, that's a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the thing is, we seem to, to be united more than I've ever seen our country. Mm. They were just so, you saw a man in, in uniform and you were a kid, you'd run up and hug him. Wow. And say, Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, that war was, that was a world war and that was a really scary time for the planet. Yeah. Um, there was a genuine threat of a very brutal totalitarian dictatorship taking over the entire planet. I mean, they were just running roughshod over Europe. And if not for the U.S. entering the war and Russia as well in World War II, I don't know that we would have been able to fight Germany back. And it's, Well, you know, what, it's, what, turn, what turned the war is, number one, we got in the war. We got in the war. There was but also we, British intelligence developed a computer yeah. that was able to crack the code of the Germans so that we were able to win a very important yeah. battle. But um, you know, that you know, Britain down. you know, Chris, the reason why Germany was able to take over so many people places because they were small countries like Poland yep. and Czechoslovakia. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just and France, they just yeah. walked in and they just the gave up French the surrender. Yeah. Government just handed it over. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the Vichy part of the French government become Vichy. Mm. And they uh, with terror. Really? But I've read a lot of fiction that was realistic yeah. by people that knew. Based in that period. And, that, and about yeah. some of the things they did in Poland, mm. Warsaw. Mm. And do you know, it wasn't until, it was, I think it was Poland. Yeah. When our, so our American flyers, mm-hmm. volunteer flyers for Britain. Mm-hmm made voluntary flights over and dropped supplies. And they they were still captive of the Germans. But boy, did they give them a hell after that. Yeah. I mean, they they left us. You know, we knew all the things that were going on. That's cool. So we were able to give them supplies that they could survive and then still put up a retaliation. The people in France and and Poland and all that, Mm -hmm. they formed their own coalition. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they were women, children. Anyone. Anyone um, able to fight. But the Americans flew. Yeah. They were some of the first Allied planes. Yeah. In the war. You know, Germany had, that's one of the reasons why they got ahead of us. Of course, we didn't go in when Germany went in, which we should have. We should have, yeah. But, I wanted to ask you what your, but your we thoughts were not, on that. No, we had been World War One. That was a war supposed to be the war to end all end wars. End all wars, that's right, yeah. And so we and we were a very much a uh, nation that didn't want to be no, involved in the rest of the world's affairs. Yeah. We didn't want to. There, actually, nobody except Germany and mm-hmm. those group wanted to go to. Go and to war, yeah. Japan wanted to take over. You know, of the U.S., J- yeah. Hawaii and all that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that if they had, if Japan had a, just went on and didn't stop at Pearl Harbor, they could have invaded the, the U.S. New York, I mean, California. Yeah. And they could have been, they could have 
They could they have done could, a lot of damage, yeah. They, they could have beat us. Wow. Wow. Of course, we would have, have fought Tooth and door by door. Anybody that had Oof. a gun. They would have had a tough time taking over this country. You know why uh, we dropped the bomb? Oh, yeah, on Nagasaki and Hiroshima, yeah. They, because that was the only way that they could not have to send a million or more of our men to go hand-to-hand, and we would have lost about a million men. Mm. And it was either that or the Japanese would have lost as many. So, mm. I mean, they they debated. Yeah. Oh, that was heartbreaking. I know General MacArthur regretted it later on, but at the time they thought that that was the only way to stop it. That was horrible because it just annihilated. It just destroyed everything. People. Yeah. And it... Your skin and all just skin was gone. I know I've seen pictures. Yeah, it's horrifying what that bomb did to people. Yeah. And those who were affected by it who survived, they still still are. Oh, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And died basically from the radiation. Yeah. So I know we we were firebombing dozens of cities during that time, dropping basically napalm. And and so much of the buildings were wood. So these cities were just going up in infernos. And well, what they did is they aimed at the well, we, we probably weakened their morale more than we realized before we hit Hiroshima and Nagasaki. But I think of they really wanted a, a very powerful denouncement of what was happening and they, they wanted to shut them down in their tracks completely. And sure, it would have been, never happened again. Yeah, that was horrible. I was horrified, but when they said that at least a million more of our men, plus. Probably twice that much, and the kids that are, yeah. would be killed. Yeah, it's well, a horrible I mean, thing. And look at look how many men, and it's men still out in the ocean in, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Can you Some imagine that men, and and the sailors around that that went fighting for their life, hearing the bang on to try to get out of that boat and that oh ship, yeah. and they're still there. Yeah. That was one of the hor- most horrible things I, I heard during the war, I think. Yeah. Gene, got, you've never been to Gene's house in his Columbus, and his, in his attic, he made one half of it into film. Oh, okay, studio. yeah, like a theater, yeah. Yeah, and he he had the grenade up, and he put all the wiring for the sound around. Then he put couches in there. It was comfortable. Nice. So he took me up there when he finished it, When I, the next time we went to see him. And he said, would you like to see Pearl Harbor? I said, sure. I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And he turned that, and those planes were flying around you. Heads, that's what it found. Wow. All that going around you. Yeah. And that bang. I mean, it made you sick at seven, when, especially when they showed that and those men. I mean, they showed, I don't know if they're the real men. I don't know if they could show the real, yeah. but there was men standing up begging to come out because they're losing it. You know, they knew they were going down. Yeah. Where are they going to go? I mean, there's no way to get out. Oh, horrifying. Yeah, that's. So it's been, hmm? see, and you've seen so much. So since you, since you were born in 29 and we're in 2022 now. You've seen us go from Model T's 
the car, the Model T. You remember seeing those on the road? Yeah, not very many had them. Yeah, not even very many people had the car. So that yeah. car, and then you remember when that upgraded and they started making like the box version, the closed in boxed versions. Yeah. I see them now and I don't recognize them. And then the cars must have changed drastically after the war began and then after the war ended. And, yeah. and then we started having passenger planes. Yeah. Yeah. And we went from the most used transportation, public transportation, mm-hmm. trains. Trains. To, to planes. Uh, boats. To boats, yeah, yeah. And uh, passenger flights. Yeah. And uh, all that. And public transportation got... After the war, I mean, you see that hot towns would maybe have a hundred cars in it, and by the time the war was over and the men and everything was settling down, uh-huh. and people had dra- your traffic jams, uh, cars everywhere all of a sudden, and not enough roads to handle them. Yeah, yeah, and the roads were terrible. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, you would remember when they built like Route sixty six and all of that too, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, wow, wow that's got to be, because what has happened in the last hundred years is amazing. Like, for you as a kid, like, you guys had an ice box right. that was probably powered by gasoline or something. No, we right? had mice, ice men. Just ice men that brought the ice chunks then, okay. They, and then for your stove inside, it was wood that you burned, right? Well, in our house, mm-hmm. my granddaddy was wealthy. Okay. Okay, he, he had bought my grandmother... A kerosene stove. Oh, wow. He also had a modern wood stove. Mm-hmm. And he had three stoves, three different stoves in there. Wow. In, his, in her kitchen. But we had to carry, we had to go out and pump all the water mm-hmm. from the, the pump outside. Mm-hmm. And bring that, even when I was a child. Yeah. That's the only way they got water in the house. Okay. Yeah. And uh, we didn't have electricity. Yeah. Yeah. We just had kerosene lamps. Wow. And yeah, we had yeah. to fill the kerosene lamps. Mm-hmm. And up, when we went upstairs to the bedroom, we had to climb up a stairs. And up, because of us, carrying them would be dangerous. Mm-hmm. They had put a lamp up at the top of the stair, mm-hmm. and then they put... One of those big boxes of matches, matches up yeah. there with the box net to where you just reach up and get a match, strike it. Strike it and light it. Lift the lip lid. And then you could pick it up and carry it. Ah, uh, yeah. And then you would go to the other rooms and light their lamps. Wow. Wow. But, uh, so what, what is it like to see? I, I guess since it happened over a long period of time for you, it's not a drastic abrupt change but looking back from this world now we're in this world of smartphones and smart flat screen tvs and electric cars and we it took us a long time to get a tv yeah we were living in miami y'all were pretty low that must have been about the time you were born so not until my mom was a baby did you guys no, have a? Just, did you ever have a TV in a home? So you were adults and starting a family at this point, and I was just an old black and white. I'm well, sure. I think she would. She was just born when we first got our first one. Yeah. When did color TVs come out? Oh, a long time ago. 
But I can't remember when. Yeah. Sixties. I mean, sixties. See, there's maybe. so there's been so many things, Chris, developed that you know that that we never had, computers, handphones. <laughs> yeah. Could you have imagined any of the technology we have today? Oh yeah, it I would have seemed like science fiction. Well, oh, like the electric lights. Now it wasn't a shock for me, because I went from being a baby. Mm-hmm. In a town where they had electricity. Right, so the town itself had some electricity. And when I went yeah. to the country, mm-hmm. and we had, and I was a kid, that yeah, was explore, that was used to fun. It. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I went through so much as a child, mm-hmm. and every once in a while, I'll get a memory. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get a memory, a sad one. Mm-hmm. But I was a little happy child. That's good. Yeah. And I didn't have a mother and father that I lived with mm-hmm. after I was three years old. Yeah. Until yeah. I until I was about 13 and Her- daddy married Tilly. And then you lived with him and her. I wish you hadn't because she hated me. She sounded like she was really mm-hmm. mean. Yeah. She sounded like she was really mean to you. I know you've told me a little well, bit about that. You ever hear about wicked? Wicked uh, witch. Wicked or wicked stepmothers. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She would. She would be one of the most horrible movies. Oof. She. Oh wow. She'd be a prime example. Then it sounds like. Wow. I mean, she. She didn't use it. She. She was. She was jealous of her attention getting taken away. Well, you were getting was, attention, and she wanted the attention. It sounds like, huh? Well, I was my daddy's favorite. Yeah, he wanted, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. But so he wanted you back in the family. She was, she wasn't. Of all the abuse the she gave me and everything, I will never be sorry she married my daddy because between them they had a son. Yeah. And he was the most wonderful young man. Oh. Uh, I mean, he was. Brother. He was. Yeah. If there was ever a young teenager that was for good all the time mm-hmm. and living with the horror of his mother, mm. his mother. Scratched his daddy on his back so much that he and my stepmother and Eddie went to see his brother in Pensacola, the one that I lived with. Mm-hmm. And he came out of the bathroom in front of Bessie, Bessie. Uncle Bessie. Bessie. And he said, my God, what happened to you? Did you get in a dinner of lions? They were that th- that Whoa. deep and that horrible. Ooh. The scarfs on his back. Oh my God! I never saw him. Thank God, it would have made me sick. Yeah. But one time when we were living in West Palm Beach, my bedroom was in a trailer, mm-hmm. and he had built a room on to it, and that's where their bed was. And the baby was just a baby, you know, taking a bottle. Mm-hmm. And so he had built a big king size bed. Okay. So. The crib was right by the bed, mm-hmm. and Tilly would have would have to get the baby out of the crib and put him bed bed with them to feed him, mm-hmm. and then she laid him between them because the bed was you know that big, yeah, and let him sleep until he woke up, or or they woke up and got up. One night I was, I heard this. Ah, what'd you do that for? I'm, I'm not kidding. It was that loud, or if not wow. worse. Yeah. She had picked up the glass bottle, baby bottle, 
and hit him in the head with it. Because he had a smile on his face. While he was sleeping? Hmm? While he was sleeping? While he's sleeping. Oh my gosh. Wow. She sounds wicked. I mean, that, and one time she got mad at me, and back during the war, Crisco was put in a jar, about the, like this, and glass. Yeah. And she, we were going up the steps to the attic because they, they were raising Dachshunds. Oh, yeah? Up there. Stink. <laughs> and I had to clean it. Wow. And I had gone up there, and, and she called me from the kitchen. And she had that glass thing in her hand. And I don't remember what it was. I, I must have said no when I sort of said yes. Yeah. Because she hit me in the head side. Well, she took first, uh, she had a handful of that Crisco and rubbed it in my eyes. And then she took the, and hit me in the, the head. The jar, the hard glass jar she hit you in yeah. the head with. I must have had a heavy head because it didn't break. Wow. But it's. Um, oh, I'm sorry you had to I go mean, that, through that's, that. But, you know, God took care of me. Yeah. I cannot say I had an unhappy life in that way, even that little bit. Well, you're, but, you have a lot of gratitude for the good my times. my brother, he was, was, Eddie was. Eddie sounds like he was really he special. He was Edgar William Buell, Jr. Oh. I still want to cry when I think about it. Oh. How he died when he was 17, 17 in a car accident. And he was already enlisted in the military at this point. He was in the Navy, right? You know, the last thing I remember, we had gone up for the weekend to see him. Mm -hmm. And it was Christmas time. I probably took some Christmas presents for him or something. And uh, he and I walked downtown. And he was walking. He was tall. He was like you. He's about your size. Mm -hmm. And he had his arm around my shoulder and he said, he looked down and kissed me on the cheek and he said, I love you so much. Aww. When he was born, I took care of, I, I did his washing. So he was your big little brother, huh? And I worked after, yeah, I worked after school on Saturdays. So I didn't get home until about six at night. Mm -hmm. And he'd meet me. Even though he was about three years old, he would meet me at the road. The end of the, the street. main road. Yeah, and he would walk you home. They they said after I got married, said he, he had to go down there to, to meet his Edie. You didn't come that day. Oh. Uh -huh. And I didn't know that. Oh. Uh -huh. I was worried about being married. <laughs> he really loved you. And I saw very little of him after that. Yeah. We would go see him in Rivera. They lived in Rivera Beach, which is part of uh, West Palm Beach. Okay, okay. But uh, it wasn't the same. Yeah. Well, I, we'll, have to, uh, hmm? talk, we'll have to talk more about memories of Eddie that you have, because I'm sure you have some more that you can share with us. And it sounds like dinner is about ready. Okay. So we're all going to have a nice family meal here. Thank I, you guys uh, so much for joining us and listening to this amazing history that my grandmother's experienced. She's seen so much change. She was, in she was in the, right in the middle of it. Yeah. Talking about my mom here. She, she's come in and out during the podcast a few times. So you'll hear her voice in there. You probably also got to hear little buddy. 
chewing on his bones and you got to hear little Lizzie Lou coming in meow. So we've had like a, a few guest appearances on this episode. But yeah, thank you guys so much for, for tuning in and for listening. And I encourage you to have these conversations with your family, with your mothers and fathers and uncles and aunts and grandparents and learn about the history of where your family families come from and how our countries come to be. And all of these lessons are so important for us right now as we learn how to make the world together. And hopefully we can do a good job and do our elders proud. Uh, I love you so much. Thank you for sharing today. And we'll have to do uh, some more conversations in the future as we're able and when we have the time. Because I know you have a lot more to tell. We only we only scraped over a few of the really cool stories. To be that continued. You have. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of Actual Lie. Be sure to like and subscribe. It helps the podcast reach more people. And I will talk to you soon. Love you guys. Peace.